Part four, chapter seventy nine of Thus Spake Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche, translated by Thomas Common. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Drunken Song. One. Meanwhile, one after another had gone out into the open air and into the cool, thoughtful night. Zarathustra himself, however, led the ugliest man by the hand, that he might show him his night world, and the great round moon and the silvery waterfalls near his cave. There they at last stood still beside one another, all of them old people but with comforted, brave hearts, and astonished in themselves that it was so well with them on earth. The mystery of the night, however, came nigher and nigher into their hearts. And anew Zarathustra thought to himself, Oh, how well do they now please me, these higher men! But he did not say it aloud, for he respected their happiness and their silence. Then, however, there happened that which, in this astonishing long day, was most astonishing. The ugliest man began once more, and for the last time, to gurgle and snort, and when he at length found expression, behold, there sprang a question plump and plain out of his mouth, a good, deep, clear question, which moved the hearts of all who listened to him. "'My friends, all of you,' said the ugliest man what think thee for the sake of this day i am for the first time content to have lived mine entire life and that i testify so much is still not enough for me it is worth well living on the earth one day one festival with zarathustra hath taught me to love the earth was that life will i say unto death well once more my friends what think ye will ye not like me say unto death was that life for the sake of zarathustra well once more thus spake the ugliest man it was not however far from midnight and what took place then, think ye? As soon as the higher men heard this question, they became all at once conscious of their transformation and convalescence, and of him who was the cause thereof. Then did they rush up to Zarathustra, thanking, honoring, caressing him, and kissing his hands, each in his own peculiar way, so that some laughed and some wept. The old soothsayer, however, danced with delight, and though he was then, as some narrators suppose, full of sweet wine, he was certainly still fuller of sweet life, and had renounced all weariness. There are even those who narrate that the ass then danced, for not in vain had the ugliest man previously given it wine to drink. That may be the case, or it may be otherwise, and... If in truth the ass did not dance that evening, there nevertheless happened then greater and rarer wonders than the dancing of an ass would have been. In short, as the proverb of Zarathustra saith, What doth it matter? 2. When, however, this took place with the ugliest man, Zarathustra stood there like one drunken. His glance dulled, 
his tongue faltered and his feet staggered. And who could divine what thoughts then passed through Zarathustra's soul? Apparently, however, his spirit retreated and fled in advance and was in remote distances, and as it were, wandering on high mountain ridges, as it standeth written, twixt two seas. Wandering twixt the past and the future as a heavy cloud. Gradually, however, while the higher men held him in their arms, he came back to himself a little, and resisted with his hands the crowd of the honoring and caring ones. But he did not speak. All at once, however, he turned his head quickly, for he seemed to hear something. Then laid he his finger on his mouth and said, Come! And immediately it became still and mysterious roundabout. From the depth, however, there came up slowly the sound of a clock-bell. Zarathustra listened thereto, like the higher men. Then, however, laid he his finger on his mouth the second time, and said, Come, come, it is getting on to midnight. And his voice had changed. But still he had not moved from the spot. Then it became yet stiller and more mysterious, and everything hearkened, even the ass, and Zarathustra's noble animals, the eagle and the serpent, likewise the cave of Zarathustra and the big cool moon and the night itself. Zarathustra, however, laid his hand upon his mouth for the third time and said, Come, 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 let us now wander. It is the hour. Let us wander into the night. 3. Ye higher men, it is getting on to midnight. Then will I say something into your ears, as that old clock-bell saith it into mine ear. As mysteriously, as frightfully, and as cordially as that midnight clock-bell speaketh it to me, which hath experienced more than one man, which hath already counted the smarting throbbings of your father's hearts, <laughs> how it sigheth, how it laugheth in its dream, the old deep, deep midnight. Hush, hush, then is there many a thing heard which may not be heard by day, now, however, in the cool air, when even all the tumult of your hearts hath become still, now doth it speak, now is it heard, now doth it steal into over-wakeful nocturnal souls. Ah, ah, how the midnight sigheth, how it laugheth in its dream. Hearest thou not how it mysteriously, frightfully, and cordially speaketh unto thee, the old deep, deep midnight. O man, take heed. For, woe to me, whither hath time gone? Have I not sunk into deep wells? The world sleepeth, ah, ah the dog howleth, the moon shineth, rather will I die. Rather will I die than say unto you what my midnight heart now thinketh. Already have I died. It is all over. Spider, why spinnest thou around me? 
wilt thou have blood <laughs> the dew falleth the hour cometh the hour in which i frost and freeze which asketh and asketh and asketh who hath sufficient courage for it who is to be master of the world who is going to say thus shall ye flow ye great and small streams the hour approacheth o man thou higher man take heed this talk is for fine ears for thine ears what saith deep midnight's voice indeed five it carrieth me away my soul danceth day's work day's work who is to be master of the world the moon is cool the wind is still <laughs> have ye already flown high enough ye have danced a leg nevertheless is not a wing ye good dancers now is all delight over wine hath become lees every cup hath become brittle these sepulchres mutter ye have not flown high enough now do these sepulchres mutter free the dead why is it so long night doth not the moon make us drunken ye higher men free the sepulchres awaken the corpses ah why doth the worm still burrow there approacheth there approacheth the hour there boometh the clock-bell there thrilleth still the heart there burroweth still the wood-worm the heart-worm oh, the world is deep six sweet lyre sweet lyre i love thy tone thy drunken ranunculan tone how long how far hath come unto me thy tone from the distance from the ponds of love thou old clock-bell thou sweet lyre every pain hath torn thy heart father pain father's pain forefather's pain thy speech hath become ripe ripe like the golden autumn in the afternoon like mine anchorite heart now sayest thou the world itself hath become ripe the grape turneth brown now doth it wish to die to die of happiness ye higher men do ye not feel it there welleth up mysteriously an odour a perfume and odour of eternity a rosy blessed brown gold wine odour of old happiness of drunken midnight death happiness which singeth the world is deep and deeper than the day could read seven leave me alone leave me alone i am too pure for thee touch me not hath not my world just now become perfect my skin is too pure for thy hands leave me alone thou dull doltish stupid day is not the midnight brighter the purest are to be the masters of the world the least known the strongest the midnight souls who are brighter and deeper than any day a day thou gropest for me 
thou feelest for my happiness? For thee I am rich, lonesome, a treasure-pit, a gold chamber? O world, thou wantest me. Am I worldly for thee? Am I spiritual for thee? Am I divine for thee? But day and world, ye are too coarse. Have cleverer hands. Grasp after deeper happiness, after deeper unhappiness. Grasp after some god. Grasp not after me. Mine unhappiness, my happiness, is deep, thou strange day. But yet am I no god, no god's hell. Deep is its woe. 8. God's woe is deeper, thou strange world. Grasp at God's woe, not at me. What am I? A drunken sweet liar, a midnight liar, a bell-frog which no one understandeth, but which must speak before deaf ones, ye higher men. For ye do not understand me. Gone, gone, O youth! O oh, noontide, O oh, afternoon, now have come evening and night and midnight. The dog howleth, the wind. Is the wind not a dog? It whineth, it barketh, it howleth. Ah, oh, how she sigheth, how she laugheth, how she wheezeth and panteth the midnight. How she just now speaketh soberly, this drunken poetess. Hath she perhaps overdrunk her drunkenness? Hath she become overwake? Doth she ruminate? Her woe doth she ruminate over, in a dream, the old deep midnight, and still more her joy. For joy, although woe be deep, joy is deeper still than grief can be. 9. Thou grapevine, why dost thou praise me? Have I not cut thee? I am cruel, thou bleedest. What meaneth thy praise of my drunken cruelty? Whatever hath become perfect, everything mature, wanteth to die, so sayest thou. Blessed, blessed be the vintner's knife, but everything immature wanteth to live. Alas! Woe, saith, hence, go, away, thou woe! But everything that suffereth wanteth to live, that it may become mature and lively and longing. Longing for the further, the higher, the brighter. I want heirs, so saith everything that suffereth, I want children. I do not want myself. Joy, however, doth not want heirs. It doth not want children. Joy wanteth itself. It wanteth eternity. It wanteth recurrence. It wanteth everything eternally like itself. Woe saith, break, bleed thou heart, Wander, thou leg, thou wing, fly, onward, upward, thou pain. Well, cheer up, 
O mine old heart, woe saith, hence go. 10. Ye higher men, what think ye? Am I a soothsayer, or a dreamer, or a drunkard, or a dream-reader, or a midnight bell, or a drop of dew, or a fume and fragrance of eternity? Hear ye it not? Smell ye it not? Just now hath my world become perfect. Midnight is also midday. Pain is also a joy. Curse is also a blessing. Night is also a sun. Go away, or ye will learn that a sage is also a fool. Said ye ever yea to one joy? O oh, my friends, then said ye yea also unto all woe. All things are enlinked, enlaced, and enamoured. Wanted ye ever once to come twice, and said ye ever, Thou pleasest me, happiness, instant, moment. Then wanted ye all to come back again. All anew, all eternal, all enlinked, enlaced, and enamoured. Oh, then did ye love the world. Ye eternal ones, ye love it eternally and for all time. And also unto woe do ye say, Hence, go, but come back, For joys all want eternity. 11. All joy wanteth the eternity of all things. It wanteth honey, it wanteth lease, It wanteth drunken midnight, it wanteth graves, It wanteth grave tears consolation. It wanteth gilded evening red. What doth not joy want? It is thirstier, heartier, hungrier, more frightful, more mysterious than all woe. It wanteth itself, it biteth into itself, the ring's will writheth in it. It wanteth love, it wanteth hate, it is over-rich, it bestoweth, it throweth away, it beggeth for someone to take from it, it thanketh the taker, it would fain be hated. So rich is joy that it thirsteth for woe, for hell, for hate, for shame, for the lame, for the world, for this world. Oh, ye know it indeed. Ye higher men, for you doth it long, this joy, this irrepressible blessed joy. For your woe, ye failures. For failures longeth all eternal joy. For joys all want themselves, therefore do they also want grief? O happiness, O pain, O break thou heart! Ye higher men do learn it, that joys want eternity. Joys want the eternity of all things. They want deep, profound eternity. 12. Have ye now learned my song? Have ye divined what it would say? Well, cheer up. 
ye higher men sing now my roundelay sing now yourselves the song the name of which is once more the signification of which is unto all eternity sing ye higher men zarathustra's roundelay o man take heed what saith deep midnight's voice indeed i slept my sleep from deepest dream i've woke and plead the world is deep and deeper than the day could read deep is its woe joy deeper still than grief can be woe saith hence go but joys all want eternity want deep profound eternity notes by anthony m ludovici it were the height of presumption to attempt to fix any particular interpretation of my own to the words of this song with what has gone before the reader while reading it as poetry should be able to seek and find his own meaning in it the doctrine of the eternal recurrence appears for the last time here in an art form nietzsche lays stress upon the fact that all happiness all delight longs for repetitions and just as a child cries again again to the adult who happens to be amusing him so the man who sees a meaning and a joyful meaning in existence must also cry again and yet again to all his life end of part 4 chapter 79 recording by john van stan savannah georgia